are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. Hey, 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 everybody. What is happening? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and where they are now. So, hey, y'all, what's good? Oh, man. As always, I'm just so happy to be here today, especially because... Especially today is like the first day that I'm recovering from a really bad cold. And um, as we are speaking, your girl is going through some real, real antibiotic treatment. And um, so please excuse my voice if it does sound a bit weird to you guys. (laughs) But please excuse me. I might be coughing throughout the show. So please do excuse me. But man, leave that alone because today we have so many phenomenal things to talk about. So many headlines to go through, actually. I mean, I think I jinxed it last time because last time I was actually telling you guys that there's not really a lot of things to talk about and not a lot of fights to break down for y'all. But this week is like (laughs) the exact opposite. It's like 180 degrees on the other side. So today we have so many great things to talk about. We have a phenomenal and legendary athlete to pay tribute to. We're going to be talking about that in the beginning of the show. What else do we have lined up for today? We have so many um, updates, I guess, in regards to some of the previous things that we have already talked about here on the show in terms of boxing, some of the fights that we the fans have been looking forward to for the longest time and what are the updates on those we're going to be talking about that what else we're going to be talking about some of the fight events that actually took place over this past weekend and we're going to be talking about our take on them i don't know if you guys actually watched the bare knuckle fighting championship fights Yes, we're going to be talking about that today because um, it was pretty historical and I'll tell you what actually happened and, um, you know, what that actually means for the whole world of combat sports. Okay, so we're going to be talking about that today. And what else do we have lined up for today? Yeah, just like I said, a few boxing and MMA headlines here and there. And of course, as we promised last time, we're going to be breaking down the fights that are going to be happening this upcoming week on Saturday in Chicago, Illinois for UFC 225 and it's going to be all headlined by a phenomenal rematch between Yoel Romero and the current middleweight champion in the UFC, Robert Whitaker so that's going to be the main event and um, of course the remainder of the whole main card and all the fights in the preliminary cards are going to be super exciting I'm just going to be briefly mentioning those fights but for the main part I'm going to be mostly putting my focus on the main event of that evening so that's pretty much what we have lined up for today and yeah man what else man yeah there's so many things to talk about I'd rather not waste any more time so what are we waiting for let's get started fam Alrighty, so Okay, so on June 3rd, so June 3rd was actually over this past weekend, right? I believe it was on Sunday, right? So on June 3rd, but two years ago, we lost a phenomenal 
legend, a phenomenal athlete, a phenomenal human being that was not only significant to the world of boxing and combat sports, but was also his presence was really important in, in, in the whole face of earth. And it was pretty important for all humanity. And yes, of course, I'm talking about the legendary, the legendary Muhammad Ali, because on June 3rd, 2016, unfortunately he, he passed away and he's not with us anymore. And, um, I actually do remember the day that I actually got the news myself that Muhammad Ali had passed. And, um, I do remember it very well because it was actually the day before my birthday. So, you know, I was super excited for my birthday coming up the next day, but then I got the news and I was pretty, pretty sad for the whole day and rather the whole week because Muhammad Ali, I mean, that's just me, but then I know for the whole world, if you're, regardless if you're a boxing fan uh, or not, Muhammad Ali has touched everybody's lives in, in one way or another. And so because of that, he's a pretty significant figure and I feel like it's super hard for us to actually um, you know not remember him because of the legendary person that he was and uh, will be you know I feel like he's one of those names I mean let's be honest when you mention boxing to someone the first name that actually does come to mind is Muhammad Ali because not only was a phenomenal boxer inside the ring but outside the ring too who was a pretty pretty um significant figure you could say so because of that i mean you guys already know about all of his accomplishments and all the phenomenal fights that i actually provided to us the fans and you know those are all great and he also did so many great things outside the ring just like i said so i feel like he needs no introduction and i just want to bring this up here on the show because I feel like he does deserve to be remembered and um, I just wanted to uh, talk about him and pay tribute to the late Muhammad Ali and I just wanted to say that Muhammad Ali, I know um, uh, you're listening to this right now from, from Paradise, so I just want to say rest in power Muhammad Ali and thank you so much for everything that you've done for our sport of boxing and for humanity, man, and um Rest in power, just like I said, rest in peace, and uh, you will never, never be forgotten. So, yes, rest in peace, Muhammad Ali. All right, so now let's get down to some of the other things that happened over this past weekend. So, of course, we had that, and yes, we had the bare knuckle fighting championship fights happening over this past weekend as well. I believe it, it was on the Saturday but man, okay, here's what I thought about this whole thing before it actually took place. So it, it was pretty, I'm going to be totally honest with you guys. It was kind of gnarly because <laughs> even for their poster, it was just a poster of this guy in the 1800s, um, you know, um, gesturing and uh, putting his fists up. And that was their poster for the whole fight card for bare knuckle fighting championship uh, fights. So you didn't really know what to expect. Was it going to be a legit bare knuckle fights or was it going to include bare knuckle boxing and some takedowns so was it going to be pretty much bare knuckle mma or was it honestly even real was it going to be similar to the wwe where you just throw punches but it's all planned out and you know it, it, the fighters actually know who's going to win 
is it going to be like that? So what is it actually going to be like? So because of that, I was really, really excited to see what Bare Knuckle Fighting Championships um, had to offer. And um, it, honestly, my own perception of the uh, of the whole Bare, Knuck- Bare Knuckle Fighting um, Championships was that, okay, I bet it's going to be more aggressive than MMA because in MMA, I mean, everything's almost pretty, um, pretty much allowed. So... There's obviously a lot of violence, especially to the eyes of an outsider or someone that has just started watching MMA. So that's how people usually see MMA. But with bare knuckle fighting, man, I mean, there's nothing to protect your hands and there's nothing to protect the other person's uh, body, pretty much. So how violent is that going to be? So that was my main question leading up to and going into Fight Night for Bare Knuckle Fighting Championships. So... The fights actually started, and man, I'm so glad that I discovered bare knuckle championship fights because there were there were actually on the contrary there were not that violent and they were still pretty entertaining and they they pretty much represented the pureness I guess of of boxing because sometimes in boxing when you're fighting of course. I feel like, especially throughout the years, boxing has come to uh, come to a way that the fighters tend to be super cautious with their game plan, and they really, really do think it out and pretty much treat it as a chess game rather than an actual sport. So they're super cautious. They're not really throwing that many punches. And of course, with the um, eight ounce, 10 ounce um, gloves that they're wearing in actual boxing, their knuckles are protected. You don't really see a lot of uh, faces being busted up and you don't really see a lot of blood and gory. But in bare knuckle championship fights, man, oh, it was it was boxing, but it, it was a whole nother level of boxing because when the fighters actually came out there, they wanted to go for that finish. They weren't really holding back anything and they just wanted to go out there and finish their opponent for their own comfort and for the comfort of their <laughs> opponent because the longer the fight actually takes, the, the 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 chances of you and your opponent being cut up and being injured throughout the fight also go up so it's for your advantage and your opponent's advantage that you finish the fight early so both fighters actually when the when the bell rang both fighters went in there trying to pretty much decapacitate each other and wanted wanting to knock out each other right away and so because of that i would say it was a bit more dynamic and a bit just a tiny bit more exciting than some of the conventional boxing fights and perhaps even some of the conventional mma fights that we see today and so because of that i actually really really did enjoy it i'm not sure if you guys did uh, actually catch up with the bare knuckle fighting uh, fights but they were super exciting and man so much entertainment and so many good fights were actually on that card actually ufc's um former fighter so beck rawlings she was the first woman ever to fight on this um legitimate bare knuckle fighting card and so oh uh, yeah so did i forget to mention it so this is the first time that bare knuckle fighting has is actually being licensed officially by the government and the athletic commissions to 
to be held publicly and legally. So this is a huge step in the sport. And honestly, I feel like it w- we were witnessing part of history and that this is going to be the biggest next thing out there and people especially um, the UFC and um, other organizations that are trying to uh, be the mainstream thing out there they really do need to watch out for bare knuckle fighting championships because I feel like it's going to be the next biggest thing ever so yeah guys if you didn't actually watch those fights do Go out there and watch, try to catch up with these fights because they were super exciting. And um, like it, at first, when you when you see something new, I feel like sometimes you, you have mixed feelings. You don't know if you actually like it or not. But this, this I actually liked. And I know that a lot of people, other people out there also enjoyed as well. So definitely do um, try to catch up with their upcoming fights at least. All right. So there is that. Okay, how much time do we have? All right, yeah, we have enough time. So I'm going to briefly talk about the the headlines that we have for today. So Oscar De La Hoya, Oscar De La Hoya, you guys know, Oscar De La Hoya is a former boxer, a former champion, and now he... He, so he's the main promoter of Golden Boy Promotions for boxing, right? And he's the main guy that is um, supporting Canelo Alvarez... That if we've talked many, many times on the show before. So the middleweight um, boxer who is actually on the rise and he's only so he's had a phenomenal record and his only loss in boxing has been to Floyd Money Mayweather. So we can't really give him any grief for that. And so Oscar De La Hoya is saying that Canelo, the Canelo and Triple G fight that you guys probably remember that we talked about it here on the show so many times before. So that fight, the the rematch between Canelo and Triple G, Gennady Golovkin, is not going to happen. And I feel like, okay, Oscar De La Hoya is just doing this to, to cause more drama and to stir things up to actually get Triple G kind of excited and... Um, you know, get his adrenaline going so that he's kind of paranoid and he comes begging to Golden Boy Promotions so that this so-called rematch uh, does happen between him, meaning Triple G and um, Keno Alvarez. Man, I feel it. Just like I said, I feel like Oscar De La Hoya is just playing us all. And we all know that this rematch, one way or another, between Triple G and Canelo Alvarez is going to happen sometime in the near future. Not like in the next um, two years or something. No, it's actually happening. The it, it, It's happening in the upcoming months. It's for sure. I know that it's going to be happening in September. Guys, don't let Oscar De La Hoya fool you you no he cannot this is the biggest match that the boxing fights uh, the boxing fans rather wants this is one of the biggest uh, matches out there that not only the uh, fans want but also is going to make a lot of money in terms of um, how many pay-per-views is actually sells so because of that Oscar De La Hoya is playing us all and he's trying to do something to just grab Triple G's attention and so yeah man I know for sure that this fight, we're going to be having this fight in September when Canelo Alvarez's suspension by the Nevada State Athletic Commission is finally going to come to an end. 
um, after all of that chronicle went down in regards to him taking clenbuterol and testing positive uh, by a substance uh, for a substance by the United States Anti-Doping Agency and uh, all of those things and all of that drama. So, just like I said, don't listen to Oscar De La Hoya. We are going to be having this fight in September or sometime soon. I know that for sure. Okay. So there's that. And then another news. So, man, I feel like promoters in all combat sports are just trying to stir things up. And, oh, man, they're just trying to cause drama. So the next thing that we're going to talk about today is about Dana White, the president of the UFC, talking about removing the early morning weigh-ins and switching the weigh-in process for the fighters to a later time throughout the day so before fight day okay so i'm just gonna briefly briefly talk about what this all means so in the past so what the ufc did for their fighters in order to weigh in was the fighters would actually come in you know the ceremonial weigh-ins that we have in the ufc where you have the the ring girls um standing in the back and the crowd and the journalists in front of you. So that will be the first time that I actually weighed in. Okay. So that's how uh, they would do it in the past. And this was like, um, like almost 24 hours before uh, the fights for the fighters. Okay. So if you had that, the old process, then that wouldn't as a fighter, because in order to cut weight, you have to um, dehydrate yourself so much and not obviously eat a lot and that would weaken your body and as a result would actually affect your performance on fight night which is like 24 hours or less ahead okay so because of that the ufc officials actually switched the weighing process to an early morning one so yes it's still happening the day before the fights but now um it's it's happening 12 almost 12 hours before the a ceremonial weigh-in. So you would weigh in in the morning, you would, uh, you know, dehydrate yourself for the morning, but then actually after you did make weight, you can, you're free to go back and rehydrate and you have enough time to uh, at least fully rehydrate for your upcoming fight the next day. So that would be better for the health and safety of the fighters. However, Dana White is now saying that no, no, the new process was just... Um, uh, really bad because we had a lot of fighters miss weight anyway and they told us that their feedback was that if if the weigh-ins were actually happening if happening a few hours after then we would have been able to uh, fully make weights and things like that blah 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 and now uncle dana has decided to move the weigh-ins to uh, how they were in the past just like I said, this is not good for the health and safety of the fighters. But Uncle Dana has got to do what he's got to do to make the moolah. So what can I say, man? I don't know, man. These promoters, man, they, they don't care about the fighters. They don't care about their health and safety. All they care about is... Okay, man, I'm just going to keep quiet for now because I know you guys are going to be saying, Hey, Janon. Dana White is going to make death threats to you now because of all those things that you said on TKO. But whatever, man, I said what had to be said. I said what everybody's thinking. So because of that, you're welcome. All right. <laughs> okay, man. So I'm going to quickly move on to the whole breakdown for UFC 225. So 
just like I said, the whole main card and the preliminary card is going to be happening in Chicago, Illinois. And guess why we're going to be having this whole fight card in Chicago, Illinois? Because your boy CM Punk from the WWE is <laughs> is going to be fighting on this fight card again. If you didn't know, CM Punk is still fighting in the MMA and he's not actually discouraged by the loss that he had like two years ago when he actually did make his MMA and UFC debut. He's not discouraged by that at all. So he doesn't care that he's 0-1 and one in the UFC in his whole professional MMA career. Dana White said, man... Just for CM Punk, I'm going to have this whole fight card in Chicago, Illinois. And man, don't get me wrong. I love Chicago. I love Chi-Town. I love it so much. But the ridiculous thing is CM Punk is actually fighting. So his fight is the third last fight from the from the main event. Therefore, he is actually fighting on the main card of UFC 225. Yes, you actually did hear me right. And listen, man, I'm not like one of those fans that only cares about the pure... I mean, I do care about that. I do care about the uh, authenticity of the sport and uh, all, all the athleticism that goes into it. I do care about that. That's my number one priority as a fan. But I also, okay, I do understand where all of this is coming from. It's, of course, I really know this is all because of business and, and that... CM Punk, of course, is a big name, uh, not just in the UFC, but if you mention his name, just overall, everybody knows CM Punk from the WWE. And if you say, oh, CM Punk is actually fighting on, fighting on my card, yeah, you, of course, you're going to sell a lot of fights in terms of pay-per-views, and um, you're going to sell a lot of tickets for your arena. That makes a lot of sense business-wise, but athletically, does not make sense? Not really. Because you, what you, okay, with that, doing that, you are pushing all the other phenomenal fights that you have on that card featuring former champions and uh, former top contenders all the way back to the preliminary card and the early preliminaries. So we have like Joseph, guys like Joseph Benavides and um, Alistair Overeem and uh, Andre Arlovsky, I think, and like so many other guys that have uh, been veterans of the sport. You're pushing those people, their fights all the way back to the preliminaries and the early preliminaries. So is that really fair? Wouldn't it be fair to kind of mix it up a little bit? Like, just like I said, I do get where the UFC is coming from because of the business aspect of all things and things like that but I feel like yes I mean no problem you can have CM Punk on the main card if you absolutely want to but at least try to bring some of those good fights to the main card as well so that uh, those fighters rights aren't just um, you know, scrapped like that because it doesn't really uh, make sense first of all and it's just not fair to them so that's uh, what I think about this whole thing and guys, please, please don't get me wrong. No disrespect to CM Punk. I know I ranted about him a bit too extremely, I guess, in the past few minutes. But please don't get me wrong. Actually, I need to make a confession. So before I was into boxing and MMA, when I was, I should have been in grade two or three, I would watch the WWE. 
And I remember, actually, I do remember the time that CM Punk would come out and uh, beat people's asses in the WWE. You know, I was a big WWE and professional wrestling fan as a kid. So I grew up watching CM Punk wrestle in WrestleMania and um, in, w- in the WWE. So, yeah, I was actually a fan of CM Punk. But I'm saying, all I'm saying is that, you know, the, the way things are going in the UFC for him it's just a bit questionable and um, no I don't have anything personal against CM Punk that's just how I feel in this particular case alright so there's that enough of that alright so now okay I'm just going to briefly say what the co-main event is so just like I said in the beginning of the show the whole all, all five cards so the early preliminaries the preliminaries and the main card are, are featured by so many phenomenal fights so I definitely do recommend and all of you guys to start watching the fights from like 6 p.m. I think it is Eastern time because that's the that's when the f- very first fights actually do begin and it's really tough to actually miss the fights because of all those things that I just said because all the fights are actually pretty much important so do try to catch up with all the fights that are are going to be featured on this card. Um, so the co-main event of that evening is going to be a fight and interim welterweights um, championship bout. Yes, between the former lightweight champion at the UFC, Rafael Dos Anjos, and he's going to be fighting against Colby Covington. And this fight is going to be really exciting. Okay, I'm not going to be super breaking it down in, in too much detail. I'm just going to be saying that it's going to be a phenomenal fight because Colby Covington, as you guys probably know, is a phenomenal trash talker. And um, Rafael Dos Anjos has never been in such a better shape ever since his um, uh, moving up to the, the larger weight division that is the welterweight division. So because of that, I would definitely recommend all of you guys to definitely do catch up with this guy, a fight and catch up with both of these guys. But I really do want to talk about the main event of that evening, which is the rematch between Romero, Yoel Romero and Robert Whitaker. So here's the thing, guys. So in the in the first fight that these two guys had, um, just coming into the fight, Yoel Romero looked the better guy athletically and (laughs) Robert Whitaker look the better guy in terms of being an MMA fighter. So what does that actually mean? I mean, Joel Romero is the more explosive guy. He has all those weapons in as his resources that uh, that he that he has to have in order to charge forward with full on power with 100% power and to charge forward, do takedowns, throw power punches. He has all he has everything that he needs to accomplish those things. However, after you, after you do execute those powerful things and explosive things, then you run out of gas to be honest, and it's hard to actually keep up for a full five round uh, fight. All right, so because of that. I say Rioel Romero is a phenomenal athlete, but I feel like uh, Robert Whitaker is the better MMA fighter. And this is going to be an MMA fight. So you do, yes, you do need to demonstrate power and explosiveness, but you need to do that in proportion to your speed, your stamina, your cardio. You have to balance out your wrestling and your striking. And I feel like Robert Whitaker has all those things at a really high level. 
And um, so in the first fight, you, uh, Robert Whitaker won that fight. And I do feel like I'm, uh, I usually don't give out predictions. But in this particular case, I actually do feel strongly about this. I feel like Robert Whitaker is a- again going to win this fight because just like I said, I feel like Robert Whitaker is the better MMA fighter and um, he's going to be ultimately uh, a more f- uh, more um, successful um, throughout the fights. And I feel like he's going to fight more efficiently, if that makes sense. But having said all those things, it's still worth watching this fight because we're going to be watching two high-level guys going at it. And I hope this fight actually does go the full five rounds because it's going to be super exciting for everybody. So I definitely do recommend all of you guys out there to do try to catch up with this fight, with this rematch between Yoav Romero and Robert Whitaker. All right. And with that, unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for this week here on TKO. You already know, man, you should go to CFRU.ca to catch up with our previous episodes and what else. You can also go to SoundCloud and iTunes to catch up with our previous episodes as well. And until next time, it's your girl, Janan, right here. And this is TKO. Peace out.